Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower, and I'm here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find the Warren Radio Network on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And listen to our shows on warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you've heard us. We sure do appreciate that and your interaction always helps. And do not miss the following posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Lights of Mercy in Perilous Times The lights of mercy are revealed through the Son of God and His redemptive power. Then through those He has redeemed as they become the lights of hope and the message of redemption to all they encounter. The night is far spent in America, a time when the deeds of people mirror those days of lawlessness spoken by the Apostle Paul. This is a time when we see that society is absurdly proud of being evil and prepossessed to do as they please. Ecclesiastes, mere reflecting man's choice. Bring scripture and practicality down to mainstream America. It is all true, also true that while these passages reflect what society faces and the God who is above all, there are always choices. America's sins of your sister Sodom reaches the pinnacle for this modern generation. How does this judgment on Judah and being compared to her sister Sodom go against traditional ideas? And last but not least, America's second and final civil war. In Proverbs, we we read that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. It can be seen, especially in America, that through the years from the founding of the nations, the blessings afforded our great states. And don't miss a post on warn-usa.com. Breaking powers of darkness, the gospel advocacy brings former Warren radio episodes and makes them classic shows. In the last 20 years, we have seen a massive increase in persecution, hunting down and murdering, along with showing no mercy towards Christians of all denominations. And be sure to go to DanaGlennSmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we, where we feature Christian books and other resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, 
and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. <clears throat> Welcome to another Sound the Show Far on the eve of Shabbat. A day of rest. <laughs> well, I tell you, we need a day of rest in this country. <laughs> Good grief. And you can see the stresses on society. Everybody should know about that video that made the internet. It was a fight, and from what I could see with the clip, I really couldn't tell who was fighting at all. But apparently, this was after, it came out after this uh, black kid looks like about 18. The photo that I seen looked like he was younger than that. Had ki went to school and shot four white kids who later, they said, was picking on him. So he went to school and shot him. I can't remember how many died or if they died. I think they did. But nevertheless, he was released on bail after he was arrested. This all happened down in Texas. You know, the stresses of everything going on is not good. And I can address that kind of violence because growing up, I had people do that. Now, when I was in grade school, I was a tough little nut. And uh, I was surrounded by Mexicans and others. And some of the toughest I took on. And I won. They left me alone. That's all I wanted. But as I got up into junior high and stuff, my mother had gotten very, very sick, was in the hospital for a long time. And while I was going through my preteen and entry into my teens, it was a horrific time for me. And that was exactly the time that every white kid, every Mexican you could think of, wanted to pick on me. I had a few friends. Yeah. Then after she got out, I started exercising and lost weight, gained weight in uh, with uh, weights. And I went out and picked fights because I was so angry. You know, youth is a time when we make dumb mistakes, folks. And a lot of these kids today are facing a lot of stress. I'm not making excuses for this kid. But times are tough, stressful, and your social media don't help. Social media, and I'll tell you, it's one of the most vile, venomous, and corrupt things we've done. And the media, the technology we have, although I'm a techie and I love technology, I use it, I write, I publish books and articles, I hate it. And one of the reasons I don't like it is because it's not real. It seems real, but it's not. You can get on a social media thing and talk with people, and you're all alone. And yet you're telling yourself you're there with people. You're not there with people. You're talking to people. And there's a lot of things. God meant for us as human beings to be together. The devil has managed to separate us, divide us, and technology and the media have enabled that. And our home state made the news in a major publication last uh, or this week. The Warrior found it. And 
and it was full of racial tripe against our state. We live in a mountainous state. It was said of our state that there's more antelope than there are people. And that, that is pretty close to the truth, although we had an influx of people. So I'm not sure where we're at now, but we've got a lot of antelope. But life is tough. And the things that are going on, there's a lot of news and a lot of news concerning China, Taiwan, even the Philippines and the Biden administration. Biden has not a clue, neither those that are with him as far as dealing with these issues. I wouldn't trust them to give a correct, you know, response to anything, really. And what Biden did with uh, Afghanistan is beyond a tragedy. China now is moving into our air base, Bagram, one of the most sophisticated modern bases that we've ever created. It was meant for us to stay there forever. Trump said he would have kept it. But China is not our enemy. I mean, not our friend, I should say. They're not our friend. China, Red China, is not a friend. Of course, those adults that grew up in the 50s knew that. It was uh, Nixon that introduced us into all this in China when he made his first trip. Enough of that. Today we're going to be discussing a few things. We are in Hebrews still. I like Hebrews chapter 5. A key word here, Melchizedek. And we're going to get to it. You know, one of the reasons, you know, I came to the Lord many, 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 many years ago. I was raised a Methodist. All of our family was Methodist. God had to get me out of the church to get me saved. Of course, and I was rebellious too, even going to Methodist church. I was... I had become a rebel later on. I was raised in the tumultuous 60s. Tough time. The lines of morality are blurred. And uh, Tower knows about the 60s. She was there too. Tough time. We made it. It's kind of funny, though, a lot of the hippies and the yippies that uh, were with us, as much as they all distrusted the government, we all did, we still do, <laughs> they all got into politics <laughs> and worked in the system. It's just funny. Just absolutely funny, man. I mean, why would you want to do that after <laughs> being in the, in the hippies and the yippies? Oh, well. Life is funny. It's tragic. Thank God for Christ. Because as Paul said, if we, you know, through Christ, have hope in this life alone, then we are of all creatures most miserable. Because Christ redeemed us from the law, from sin, and after this life, which God points out is as a vapor. It goes by like that. I can remember clear as day being with my dad on the high mountain streams. And I was in high mountain streams in California too because our family came from California. And that was like yesterday. Now they're all gone. And see, after this life, folks, there's hope. Because 
eventually we are going to have the planet Earth back, but not as it is now. As this Earth is now, it is Babylon. The whole world has given itself over. And all of the entirety of chapter 18, Mystery Babylon, tells you about what happens to this city. Well, Babylon was a city-state. It ruled areas. But Babylon in the New Testament is a mystery. First described by a beast carrying a woman. The beast is the devil. And the woman is that harlot that goes around the spirit of harlotry. You'll find that one of the things that God hated the most was Jezebel and what she was teaching the servants to do. Now see in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. Of course, you know, when you say that, you've got the Catholic Church, you've got the recent stuff coming out of the the church over in France where they had thousands of kids that were molested by the priests out there, according to the news. And it's no secret that the Catholic Church has had a lot of that anyway. And it's no secret that the Catholic Church has covered up a lot of that. But they're not the only ones. In today's society, we have preachers that are not, yeah, they've gone to school, they went through seminary, but they're not born again. In the flesh, they can go through and they can tell you the history and sound really good. But they're not born again. And one thing that the Lord warned about in these end of days was the deceivers, the false prophets, and the others who lead men astray. But it's true. Every high priest. Now, we look at a high priest, we think of the high priest in Israel. And Israel today, even though they don't have a temple, they do have high priests over there. You know, people that uh, represent this Judean faith of the Hebrews that God had given them at Sinai. There's no doubt that the Jews, which actually refers to just Judah... But the children of Israel, who we don't have all the tribes back yet in the land. They're the only people to really have had the law given at Sinai. And to have it, even though they lost the temple and their lands and everything, for decades celebrating their feasts, celebrating their faith, many times alone and persecuted, nobody around. So whatever you can say about the Jews, they're still here. Make no mistake, I'm a supporter of the Jews and of Israel. I'm not supportive of everything they may do. I'm not supportive of every secular Jew. Uh, <laughs> you know, just like Bill Maher and others who are political. But a lot of the secular Jews, you know, rule Hollywood. I mean, there's big mucky mucks. They were when a long time ago when I was paying attention to that. I don't, I don't watch movies. I don't pay attention to Hollywood. I had a a distant relative closer to my dad because it's on his side. Had a huge house in Hollywood. Lived right next to Boris Karloff, who was a Hollywood icon in the horror movies and things. All of his money and all of his friendship didn't do me any good. Didn't know him. But he was a relative, and that's where he was, smack dab right in the middle of that city of harlots. And I don't defame the women that are living there. I'm not calling them harlots by any stretch, because a harlot can be a lot of things. A priest can be a harlot. 
a whore, unclean. But see, we're talking about not just ordinary priests here. We're talking about the high priest from among men. They're taught in seminaries. They're, they're taught and led and told. And they're placed there and they follow the party line, whatever that is. Episcopalian, Lutheran, you know, you name it. Now, I went to Assembly of God. Came out, I went there specifically for the ministry and learned the Bible. Became a licensed minister. Just hang a collar around me. I'm licensed. Matter of fact, when they give you that, they tell you just put it in the drawer and forget about it because you're connected to Christ. Today, the WIBR Warren Radio Ministry is an independent, God-driven, Christ-loving ministry. We are Christ followers. And we don't herald man-made denominations. We don't condemn them. But we warn you about it. We are an advocate for the persecuted church. But see, the point is, is Christ, and we're going to get into that, is not man-ordained. Verse 2, Who can have compassion on the ignorant, and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity? For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men. They're ordained by men. They come out of that. Now, if you look at the Levites, it's a regular line that take care of that ministry. Christ was not a Levite. He wasn't ordained of men to serve men. He was ordained of God. As the Christ, the anointed one above all. For every high priest or minister of Christ can show compassion on the ignorant and those that have fallen out of the way of the truth of God. But even as you do that as a human being, you still are compassed with infirmity. For sins. You're not perfect. They're not perfect. And some of them are caught up in things that are corrupt. While hiding under the cloak of the ministry. Because there's nothing worse than trying to be a minister of God and covering up for sin that you hide grievous sin immorality godlessness illicit and various other things and by reason hereof he ought as for the people so for himself to offer for sins and no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. Now see, Aaron was still after the Levites. He was after flesh. Of course he was after flesh. What else would he be? Moses was too. A mere man, a high priest, cannot atone for sins. They can lead you in prayers to God. They can direct you to walk a certain path. Now see, the priests in the Catholic Church actually atone for sins. In matter speaking, my term. 
They listen in the confessional and absolve them of the sin. There's only one person that can absolve of sin, and that's Christ. And there's a lot of doctrines within the Catholic Church that are not biblical. They've done their own thing. But there's a lot of Catholics over the years that have lost their life. Not for being Catholic. <laughs> they lost it because they refused to become a Muslim. Like in the case of ISIS going through the Middle East. And so there's no doubt they're martyrs. And they do call on Christ. But they also call on a few other things. Yet the point here is not those discrepancies that we may have among ourselves. The point is that there is a line of humans in the flesh that are priests, that are servants of God that are not perfect that are called of God but they can't atone for sins like Christ did there's only one that could And in verse 5, it says this, So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he also said in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He wasn't ordained of man. Now see, when Christ was teaching the Pharisees and the Sadducees, mainly the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't believe how Christ knew the letters. He knew the law. But he was a carpenter's son. But he had been chosen. Remember David, when he was chosen, he was a keeper of sheep, the flock. God said, I look on the inside. David is my man. David became the warrior king. There was a lot of fight in him, a lot of truth. He served God, loved God. So much so that God said he's a man after his own heart. So God chose this family, and Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. So he was a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, of whom it was known that Melchizedek himself had no beginning and end. So this priest, this Christ, the anointed, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all of them that obeyed him. 
called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, yet seeing you are dull of hearing. They don't want to hear it. They don't listen. It's the oh well, here we go again thing. They're not interested. You see, he came as a suffering servant. He was betrayed. But he did many mighty miracles. And the Jews wanted to stone him because he made God his father. He said he knew him, that they didn't know him. Where I go, you cannot come. He said, unless you believe I am he, you will die in your sins. Now this is not just a mere mortal. But he was in the flesh. God in the flesh. God with us. Emmanuel. But he wasn't after the order of the Levites. He wasn't born into that order where he had automatically have that designation. No, totally, totally out of it. You can find his genealogy in the Gospels. The fleshly side. But the eternal, the divine, the divine essence of the Lord Jesus, Yahshua, the spirit as it says Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever he was born into this fleshly body was tempted in all points like as we were and when you're tempted you feel that temptation But yet he made it through. Because he didn't cave in to the temptation. And then going to the cross he suffered. And he became the author. Not because he suffered. But because... He became the sacrificial lamb, and it was through his blood that the atonement was made. There is no way that your sins would have ever been forgiven without the shedding of man's blood. Because that is in the law. He fulfilled the law on that cross. Because the shedding of blood required the blood to be shed of him that shed it. It required man's, man's blood. So when you go about murdering babies in the womb, you women too, and you justify it, and, and I've seen many a testimony of a young girl, young woman who says, you know, I had an abortion and I'm proud of it. Well, good for you. Judgment came on Sodom and Gomorrah, not for homosexuality, but for pride and fullness of bread. That's the first two things. It's in Isaiah. It's pride, folks. Your pride is going to destroy you when it separates you from God. And when he was resurrected from the dead, that sealed who he was. This wasn't by chance. This was planned out from the beginning of the world. Christ was crucified literally before the beginning of the world. They saw what, it, what would be done. They knew. Because God calls the end from the beginning. But yet... Christ had to go through it.
an amazing process how it works. Because God calls the end from the beginning, but we still have to go through it. I mean, you talk about time travel. God doesn't need to have time travel because time exists within him. Because he is eternal. It's hard to figure out. Well, as a human being, time doesn't exist in it, in us. It, we exist in it. And our little moment of time that we're here on the earth is not even the splinter of a millisecond in eternity. But yet you're so important that God sent his only begotten son to die for you, you, an individual, that in the time frame of eternity you're as nothing. The devil thinks you're nothing. He wants to destroy you. He wants to tempt you. He knows he's been defeated. He knows the power that Christ has. The, un the other thing he knows is, he knows a lot of believers don't believe that. A lot of believers don't have the faith they should have. A lot of believers have doubt. Well, you're going to get your doubt tested, and you're going to get your faith tested, because even in judgment, and we're, we're in judgment now in America, we have been, and when you see a president like Biden and the things he does, you know, people are saying, this guy is, you know, trashing him right and left. And, you know, this guy shouldn't be president. He's not capable at all. He has a serious mental deficiency up there. And that's because of age. But see, they're using him because he just does what they tell him to do. He signs what they want him to do. And this is the way the Democrats work. Even the last election. And it's nothing new. We knew that Obama did the same thing. He had a lot of people vote for him, but still, there were areas. There was evidence. I heard the testimonies, and these were Democrats. These were people that were in charge. And they saw what was happening, and they weren't happy. So you can rejoice today that Christ today, after the order of Melchizedek, called of God, ordained of God, he didn't receive his priestly office because he was a Levite, or even because he was a Jew. But he had to be of the line of David because that goes through Isaac and that's where the promise went. So the flesh side had to have that. But for without that divine spark, without the Son of God, without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sins, there would be no redemption, there would be nothing. Because the blood had to be shed to make up for the sins. Because God ordained that through blood that atonement would be made. Paul says to him, then to whom he is writing, of whom we have many things to say hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing, they're hard to be uttered. I mean, he could tell them, but they're not going to listen. And there's no way he can explain it in a simple way, and they're not ready for it. I love this because I see America. I see modern man in this. I see, you know, where we were bastions of Christianity throughout Europe, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, America, Canada, and even the Americas, uh, what we call South America. In verse 12, this is you, America, and Canada, and many others, as I mentioned. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, America. You have to be taught again, America. Your kids have to be taught for the first time, America. You have generations of kids that need to be taught for the first time. They've grown up selfish. 
self-centered, rebellious, proud, vicious, hateful, despiteful. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of uh, the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, not a strong meat. You're not going to win the world on milk, folks. And today's milk, if you get the wrong kind, if you get the A1, not the A2, the A2 is the one you need to drink. Because that doesn't have that little evil thing in it that will destroy your gut biome. There's a bunch of these little things around, but at any rate, yeah, I need a milk. Milk can't prepare you for a big, heavy day on the farm laboring. I was my granddad, both of them. One was a cattle rancher, the other was a farmer. And because I lived closer to the farmer, I worked on the farm. I had fresh eggs. I churned the fresh butter. I made the fresh ice cream out of the fresh <laughs> cream that came out of the fresh cows. <laughs> it's humorous now. It was great food. Everything they ate, they had produced, except for a few, you know, main things you had to get from the store. <laughs> As a kid, you know. And then, of course, McDonald's came around, and, of course, that's the good food. No, that's the junk. <laughs> High in sodium. Now, in my more mature years, I remember those days and the food. I don't remember my grandmother ever buying white bread in the store. Never. She never bought a pie in the store. Everything she made. We didn't worry about, you know, a lot of the diet issues we have today. How does that relate to this? Well, it's very simple. It's called nourishment. Grandma made food that nourished Grandpa to go out and work hard. And if you're a teacher of God, if you're a preacher of God, if you're a Christian, today you need meat. Something you can chew on. Because you can't depend on the stores, you can't depend on the president. You can't depend on the Congress. You can't depend on a lot of things. Your border today in America is f overrun with illegals. A lot of them are people who want to destroy this country and would shoot you in a minute if you stood up to them. You have more gang members coming across than you can shake a stick at. Your inner cities are going to be totally unruly. If you think they're bad now, you just wait. And you can thank the Biden administration and all the liberals he has up there. And they think they're going to be able to live in this country after they do this. They're not even going to be able to live in this country because they are ruining this country. So you better think you, you need some strong meat because you need to be able to pray. You need to be able to bind these dark forces. You need to be able to stand up against this stuff. You need to be able to have faith and believe. And when there is a pandemic, when there is a sickness, you need to be able to believe and understand what you need to do to stay alive. Milk is not going to do that for you. Just putting up pretty pictures with a Bible verse on it on Instagram is not going to prepare you for the battle. You need to get into the Word of God. You need to study. You need to meditate. You need to get into it. You need to pray about it, think about it, look at it, and look at it again and pray about it and move on that. But he says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. 
even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And that's where America and the world is today. We do not know how to discern good and evil. We have no clue. If we had even one inkling of a clue, we would know what they're doing with the pandemic right now. We would know how to deal with this baloney that's being taught by the liberals to our kids that there's more than just two genders. No, there's two genders, male and female. And you want to know what the others are? You're not going to like this. Those are demons. Yeah, darkness. You see all these people, and for a long time, you have them, and they make their, remake their face. Now, see, they've never been able to do this, but in our modern society, if you want to look like a goat, they can actually refigure your face and your body to make you look like one. <clears throat> I've seen a person who actually had their feet made into hooves. I've seen them made up to look like all kinds of animals and things. These are all spirits defiling the human image of God, what he created man to look like. This is all darkness. It's deceit. <coughs> and the fact that we have priests today saying that, uh, one in particular I'm thinking of, that says abortion is God's gift, that guy's a liar. He's a cloven hoof, too. He ain't going to repent. He's a jack-booted thug. But he's there. America has a lot of those. And they look fine. They have an audience. And to them, that's good. But it's not. We call evil good and good evil. But if you're not in the Word of God, you can't discern anything. Paul talks a lot. Scripture talks a lot about being in the light, following God, knowing the truth. See, we are supposed to be the light, and we know what day it is. We can look out. The nations are in darkness. They don't see the light. When the, when the Antichrist comes, they're going to embrace him. True believers will not embrace him. Of course, there's that little thing saying, but we're going to go on the rapture. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there with you. If you believe that, I'll just pat you on the head and say good luck with that. Doesn't mean he's not coming. <laughs> yeah, what people argue over with today. Our problem isn't waiting for the rapture, folks. Our problem is walking in the ways of the Lord and reaching a generation before it goes to hell. We're supposed to be salt to salt the earth. To preserve the people. You're the salt. The salt of the word of God. You warn them. You comfort them. You lead them in the path. Now see, that was chapter 5. It is so funny when we look at this. And when we really think about America and where we're at. But it's the world, folks. It's not just America. You know, I'd rather it be something else. I'd rather it not have these issues. <laughs> I would rather not have to sit here and tell you that America's under judgment. Of course, there's people that'll tell you, oh no, everything's fine. 
I tell you the truth, it's up to you to believe it. I ain't here to twist your arm. That's all there is to it. But just take a good look around America. Pay attention. And you know and I know the issues. If there was ever a time that we need the Christos, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. It is today. If there's ever a time that we need to understand the priesthood of Christ, the faith, the practical applications of the faith, to understand the work of God through Yahshua, but also through us, For this is the true work of God through Christ. You and I are living in a time unparalleled in human history. I have believed for a long time. Tower and I both have. But we have believed... That the Lord's coming in our time. We, you know, during Bible school, during youth pastor, during all the things we've been through in our life. Even when we had trouble. We shouldn't, we weren't where we should have been. I had an argument with God for about 12 years. And it's not that he won like a victor. He was a father leading us back. But even then, we would pray. Specifically. Because we knew he was coming. And we still expect him. Any time, any day, any moment. We look for him. We look for his kingdom. But I so also have known for many years when God first revealed it to me many, many years ago along with some other revelation that he showed me. That America as I knew it would cease to exist. He didn't give me, you know, an essay of, you know, 100,000 words. He didn't give me a bunch of Bible teachers to explain why. No. He gave me his word. He told me. And then he gave me his word that even as a kid in the Methodist church, I got a free Bible. Oh, it was neat. Didn't read it much, but I got it. Free Bible. It's set in my room. I had to get into the word of God. I had to seek his face. God expects you to study. I could give you I could give you examples of that. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> it's humorous now, but it was shocking when it happened. Yeah, I was told to study. In a way that most people aren't told. 
And I heard it and received it, but it was not from man. But I know. For myself, America, as I know it, has already ceased to exist. But see, it's going to really cease to exist. That's what the point was. We're not there yet. And what Joe Biden and his Democrat minions are doing, Pelosi and Schumer, well, Pelosi came out and said they're doing God's work. Well, she's not doing God's work for for anything other than for being led, being allowed to do it. To believe that in destroying a nation, she's fulfilling the will of God. No, it's judgment. Can we turn around? Yes, we could turn this around. But America will still be changed. America, as I know it, will cease to exist. It'll never be the same. So you need to pray fast. Seek the Lord. You live in perilous times. And I would rather... In my golden retirement years, go sit on on the wharf of my boat ramp and where my huge house is sitting in the back with 500 acres of prime forest. I just sit there and drink my coffee and and bless the Lord in the sunset as it goes down. Well, folks, I don't have a lakefront home. I don't have 500 prime acres. What I do have is a call and a purpose, and so does Tower. And we will pursue that no matter what the devil does, no matter what happens, no matter who gets in the way. For we look to the Lord and believe firmly that no matter what happens, God will make a way for me and for my family and for all those who will believe it God will make a way I will open the door to tomorrow with faith believing that God has tomorrow not the devil you choose to believe what you believe but as for me and my household that's what we believe there's not a Biden out there or a Democrat or a devil that can destroy that because I trust in the rock of ages the son of God who was sent by his father and our God blessed be the name of our God and father the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob who sent his only begotten son Yahshua Jesus Christ to this earth to reveal the testimony of redemption and atonement who died on the cross for our sins was in the ground for three days was resurrected from the dead seen alive by many infallible proofs and witnesses left instructions for the church ascended to the right hand of the father and the angels that stood there looked at the men of Galilee and say why do you stand here gazing this same Jesus as you have seen him go shall so come in like manner. Until next time, Shalom. He's coming again.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.